that that was a little uh, 8-bit careless whisper because a little homage to uh, Chris's saxophone playing days. (laughs) (laughs) You know, when my son found out that uh, I played the saxophone for a total of two years, seventh and eighth grade bands, uh, he asked if I had like long hair. (laughs) In a ponytail? Yeah. And would like freaking just like go back and wail on it and wear suspenders with it. See, I thought he was going to ask you, how the fuck was I even born if you played the saxophone? (laughs) (laughs) I was... I was not an accomplished saxophone player. Anyway, come on, chop chop. I ain't got time. I got a bunch of shit going on. Yeah, come on, let's yeah, get to it. Chris is <laughs> normally I'm the one that when it comes to recording that has a million excuses of why we can't record. And this month it's Chris, but Chris has had quite the month. So much quite the month that we're calling this episode March Radness. <laughs> <laughs> So let's just run down the list. Chris, first off, everyone keeps hitting me up about your work life, which I have no fucking clue about. Uh, you you posted a little announcement that there's some kind of uh, pilot going to be done or something? Um, <clears throat> MGM uh, announced that they had optioned my... Uh, God, it was like 11 years ago it came out, I think. I think it shocked me because it came out in 2007, I think, the press release said. But anyway, MGM has optioned uh, my comic book uh, miniseries, Hiding in Time, which they are developing for a television show. Uh, So they've had, I think MGM's had this for about a year and a half. Warner Brothers optioned it a while ago. The option lapsed. MGM picked it up. Uh, MGM typically doesn't make announcements until it's like a done deal. Uh, but we've kind of been cool with them. And, um, so I have another project going out next month. So we're like, Hey, you need to make this announcement. So I have something to point to and I can go, Hey, yeah, I read this pilot. He just, MGM is developing one of his properties, so I don't know. Yeah. Took... So you released that, then everyone called me up. Dude, that's hilarious. And I'm like, I don't know. We only do the podcast together, and... <laughs> I don't even know Chris's last name. <laughs> Chris has a real job, and then he has all of his art stuff. But you know the deal, Chris. If any of these things go big, I get to be your assistant, paid assistant. I get to quit my job. But you have to legally change your name to Sebastian. It, well, I said that I will book all of your appointments as Sebastian. No, I'm saying you have to legally change your name to S- Sebastian. <laughs> all right, done, done deal. deal. Dude, fucking done deal. Dude, we'll have a podcast come out every day. <laughs> oh, that'll be awesome. Every I'll be like, I'm day. at work. I'm recording. You know, the thing, I, I want to pull. Hey, wait, tell us real quick. What is the, what was the comic about? It is the Witness Protection Program in Time. So they go back in time and will drop a person in the Witness Protection Program and they'll start a new life back in time. It's pretty that, dope, dude. That's, that's the premise. So I always knew I wanted to do a, t- a time travel story and I don't, dude, I don't know where I this was a long time ago. But you picked I such, got a bad memory. You so. picked such horrible time travel top five list. No, fuck you, dude. I stand <laughs> by my list. I stand by... Yeah. Oh, Harry Potter. That was what? A, that was that was Coach Jeff. The, you know what? The he worst... Can't, he can't defend himself right now, you, but I think... You and Coach Jeff talk about, 
Oh, no, I get to pick Total Recall. No, I get it. I'm like, there's no time travel in Total Recall. Oh, <laughs> let's move on then. Like, you guys were the worst. All right. Anyway, so, yeah. But I'm going <clears> to... <throat> I guess Kung Fu Panda didn't make a time travel movie. <laughs> oh, they will. <laughs> I'm going to pull the curtain aside in Hollywood. It always sounds better on paper than in <coughs> real life. So, it's cool, but it's, you know... I don't know. Whatever. It's always, hey. you never know. Like, you see... A little, little bit of change in your pocket? Yeah, you know. Yeah. I hope you buy something stupid with the uh, advance check. You know what I did buy? Um, so, I just... Actually, in or March, what was more exciting to me than March, the announcement... March Radness? Yes. Than the announcement of Hiding in Time, <clears throat> I was awarded my purple belt. Yes. But I think Professor Ian actually gave me a kid-sized purple belt. It was way too small. <laughs> so I actually went onto Amazon and ordered a bigger-sized purple belt that just came in the mail today. I was very excited. Now, what people don't know is Chris has been sending me pictures of everyday Chris, like uh, <laughs> in his street clothes, but he has the purple belt on. Yeah, you know what? Fuck you. So our little group text <laughs> is Johnny... Coach Jeff, Nick the Tooth, and me. And it is the most nerdy group oh text. Dude, if anyone like, got a hold of those texts, it's so fucking nerdy. I mean, it's, it's just like... It's beyond nerdy, dude. Even nerds would be like, whoa. You guys are nerds. <laughs> but I took a photo of my dad. And they, so we just bought a new house. and I'm Another thing, in March. Yeah. So I'm showing the house, and I'm in just jeans and a t-shirt, and I have my purple belt <laughs> tied around my waist. Nick the Tooth was the only one that replied. I'm like, I'm all like laughing as I'm doing oh, this Oh, no, shit. dude. I laughed. I thought it was hilarious, dude. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so you got a new house. Chris, you can't lose in March. You should buy a lottery ticket right now. You know what? Well... The only thing worse than moving is getting sober. Detoxing. That's it. That's the only thing that's worse. Moving sucks. I hate moving. And the thing is, Johnny, I just want to, I want to appreciate. So like two days ago, I talked to Johnny on the phone. And I'm like, oh, dude, moving sucks. And I know your heart wasn't into it. And you were like, Chris, do you need help? I, I said it. Hoping the answer would be no, but I was prepared to help you because I know how much. But my sucks. reply was like, Johnny, dude, I like you too much to ask you to help me move. <laughs> like, dude, that's the thing too. I we talked about I I had a truck once, brand new truck, and I quickly learned that when you have a truck, everyone just volunteers you to do stupid shit. Like, I just got a TV. Could you? Uh, come to Best Buy with me to help load it up and fucking take it into my house or help me move. And after a while, having that truck, I would just toss the keys and be like, just put gas in it. I don't want to fucking do shit. Just oh, take dude. my truck. So, And somebody borrowed it and blew out the speakers. Oh, of course they did. Yeah. So this was my story. So yeah, we, we, we bought a house. We closed in February. Of course, we're having it redone. We're renovations. Knocking down walls, knocking down staircases. Do you wear a scarf in a beret when you're designing your new house? 
You know, let me tell you. So my wife. Everything is wrong here. No, my wife is a clothing designer. She has very particular tastes. And so she marches around with a contractor going, looking to me occasionally, like throwing me a bone going, what do you think? Do you like that? I don't even know what they're talking about. I'm like, yes. Are you wearing your purple boa and your purple belt? No, just my purple belt. (laughs) (laughs) Just my purple belt. But so we just barely slept in the house like three days ago for the first time. First night sleeping in the house. Uh, Sewer back up overflowing in the toilet, downstairs toilet, in the sink, wet backing up freaking oh and the fans that you got to put in uh, dude dude it was like so of course you know the plumber carpet there or was it no uh, it's downstairs so it's all concrete floors so it could have been way worse was the foyer ruined (laughs) (laughs) no no the the uh no never mind um so the plumber came over yesterday, and so there were uh, roots in the line between the house oh, and the, nice. the sewer. There were roots, so we p- drilled it in. And he, did oh, he run the camera? He did. He did. He ran a camera. Always uh, run the camera. It's worth it. But they're saying, okay, you're good to go, but we're going to have to dig up um, the line, and he marked it. Now, can the, you make the other the people that you bought the house from, are they on it for this? No. This is all you? This is me. This is all you me. bought as is and... Yeah, this is... Motherfuckers, I mean, dude. dude. I know. Do you know where they live? You know what? They came... Dude. So we're unloading. This was like two days... No, Sunday. And I'm in the garage and this Prius drives by super slow and they're rubbernecking. And the guy's like, hey, are you the new owner? <coughs> and I'm like, yeah. He's like, oh, are you Chris? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, I was a previous owner. I just sold it. It was his childhood home. And his mom was in there. Like he was, I mean, his whole life was in this house. Till his mom died. Yes. In your bedroom. No, actually, she, <laughs> thank goodness. She was in a home, a different home. Okay. As uh, far as you know. Yeah, whatever. I don't, at this point, dude, she, she, just lie to me. She's stuffed in the pipes. Dude, just, <laughs> I, just lie to me. So he came in. He's like, hey, do you mind if I see what you've done to the place? You're all, it's I been mean, three dude, days, dude. <laughs> oh, no, no, since February. Okay. Yeah, yeah, February we've been working on. I mean, we closed on February 2nd, February 3rd. They were there demolishing the downstairs, okay. knocking down walls. He came into the house and was just like, whoa, like completely different. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? So my parents are getting ready to sell their house in May, my childhood home. You're putting your parents in a home? No, I would never do that to my parents because they're helping me move. Right okay. Now. Yeah. So I got to be the grateful son. I have mixed feelings. This This was the house that I was raised in and it's like someone's going to come in and buy it and there's no context. Like we have like eight dogs buried in the backyard. Oh, fuck. I mean, dude, this is like a pet cemetery out there. So my baby, my dog that yeah. I had when I was 12 till I was like 26 is buried. He loved apples. We planted an apple tree over his grave. Like nice. there's no context to that for them. They can just be like, get rid of the apple tree. So I was telling this guy that we just bought the house from. I'm like, dude, I'm really sorry. Like my heart goes out to you. Cause we bought your childhood home and completely demolished it. And he's like, no, I think it's great. There's life here and this is fantastic. So that, it was cool. It was cool that he came by. That was nice. My wife just talked to me the other day. She is uh, pushing for when we pass away to 
I guess there's a company where you can be put in to like a tree. Like oh, you yeah, a it. pod. Yeah, 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 yeah. a pod. Yeah. That's what, first of all, I always thought I was going to be cremated. Then I got married and she said she wanted to be in a cemetery. And I'm like, okay, well, you know. Dude, she's going to boss you around in death? I, well, I said, just make sure if I if I die like years before you and you remarry or something, like you still got to be buried next to me. Otherwise, because I always wanted to be cremated. My plan was to be cremated and have a list of people I didn't like. And, and you take a little bit of my cremation and be like, hey, Johnny said, fuck off. And you throw it at me in their face. <laughs> They're like, the last little fuck you. <laughs> and then people would be like, God, Johnny. Like, you know, that dick. Was, that was one last fuck you. Was, what a dick. That was my game plan. Then you get married and you got to have like together hey, plans. Hey, I'll go Keith Richards on you. I'll cut up a line of your ashes and snort. Oh, dude. Nice. Yes. Nice. We're best frenemies. <laughs> you know, I probably still got a little bit in me, Chris. I know. I'm probably like, whoa. Might give you a relapse, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at this just in. You're, dude, you're, uh, your march just keeps getting better. This is we. I got this off the uh, best frenemies uh, email site. Do you know our best frenemies email site? Didn't we start? We do have an email, don't yeah. we? Shit. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> look at this. This is gonna be the cherry on your uh, cake of uh, March or whatever the fuck. It says it's from your wife, <laughs> dear Christopher. I have one more surprise tonight. After two years, you get a blowjob. Whoa, <laughs> Chris! You know what? Um, or as Best Friends likes to call it, men's flowers. Because <laughs> as we're, because let, let me tell you why. Because as much as we don't like buying, paying money for flowers and giving them to our wives. I think the only male equivalent would be receiving a blowjob, so we'll call it men's flowers. You know what, dude? I would welcome that. And, I th- <laughs> yeah. and if my wife but you really have to have took... Your, you have to have your purple belt on. <laughs> you know what's funny? So when I came home, so when they warded me my belt, I came home, and of course, you know, they're getting ready for school in the morning, and I'm did you wearing ever the gi- belt. Did you have your gi and belt on? Oh, yeah. I did the and same I'm thing like, in my house. What up, bitches? And... Uh, so later when my son scurried away, I was like, hey, do I get uh, purple belt sex tonight? And my <laughs> wife like rolled her eyes and said sarcastically, only if you wear the belt. And I'm like, you read my mind. <laughs> she high five her. Oh, dude. She, yeah, I was like, I'm totally down. Yeah. I don't recall getting laid, but. <laughs> well, quite the month, dude. But hold on real quick. I don't think I would have been in any condition because before Professor Danny was back in town. So, kicking ass and taking names. So it was on Wednesday, and we're getting ready to aspire. And Professor Ian was like, "Hey, Chris, you're rolling with with Professor Danny." And I'm like, "All right." So of course I'm talking shit. I'm like, <laughs> "I'm taking that bad belt for a ride." <laughs> Today's my day, motherfucker. So we're rolling, <laughs> and I kind of felt like he was being a little aggressive. <laughs> But he got me, and he was going to get, You're talking like a, about a black belt. A You're key, talking about a professor being a little aggressive. I, he was going to get... He was going for, like, the key lock on me. Okay. So I'm holding on to my key, and I'm like, I'm not going to fucking let him do it. I was holding on for dear life. And even when this was going on, I'm like, dude, this isn't going to end well. No. I should just let go. I should just get, let go. And no, I was you like... Sh- you should just tap. No, <laughs> and this is what happened. 
I didn't tap. He managed to break my grip and, of course, lock me up. I didn't tap. I, I actually screamed <laughs> and he let go. <laughs> and so when the roll was done and he was like, dude, you okay? I'm like, uh, yeah. <laughs> Before they gave the belt, I was walking to the side and I was going, yeah, I'm not going to do any more rolls today in my mind. And then Professor Ian was like, hey, Chris, hold on. Not yet. Not yet. I think he thought I was going to leave. And he whipped the purple belt out of his gi. But before he did that, I was like, oh, shit, dude. He's not going to want to roll with me, too. Is he like, I can't do it. Professor Danny just jacked me up. I was in so much pain. Yeah. Hey, uh, the listeners want to know, too. How many times did you tap me as a blue belt? (laughs) (laughs) You're such a fucker. (laughs) I have never tapped Johnny. But, you know, the last time we rolled. You were close. Dude, I think if it would have gone an additional, like, 10 to 15 seconds, I could have done it. But she didn't. I didn't. I know. I didn't. I couldn't seal the deal. But I'm coming for you, bitch. I'm fucking coming for you. Well, you can come to Night Train and try and yeah, test that. Yeah, I'm not that. going to Night Train. Fuck that. <laughs> and it's only 200 people on the mat in Night Train, so. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just a couple. <laughs> All right, well. Uh, anyway, so this is why. Let's the, start I, the show, dude. I take responsibility for us not recording sooner because. Uh, oh, hold on. We forgot the other part. So hold on. So the whole time I'm telling Johnny, I'm like, dude, we're getting ready to move. I can't record on a Saturday. I can't record on Saturday. There's just no way. I'm in fucking lockdown, dude. So from Johnny's perspective, he bought into that. He's like, all right, dude, I'll work with you. We'll figure out. Oh, yeah. (laughs) No, no, no. Let me tell this story, dude. Because Chris, like, I felt bad because I know it's like moving. and And he's like, dude. You know, Chris was like, hey, I'll try and make it work. I'm like, dude, relax. We'll we'll record during the week. We'll record at night. No big deal. Dude, I totally get that you're moving and you're under a lot of pressure. And then, so he can't record that Saturday. So I go on Instagram. Fucking Chris (laughs) is posting pictures of him hellaboarding in fucking Utah. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, that's totally... Uh, he, he was like, he made me feel bad for him. Like, I'm all, I have so much stress. I have to pack and we are limited time. And then I'll cut to Chris on Instagram fucking getting out of a helicopter. So this teleboarding. is my... Bucket bro- list. <laughs> my brother-in-law is the CIO of uh, Larry H. Miller Company. They, they own the Utah Jazz. And so the mm. v- vendors... <laughs> shut up, dude. Vendors, you know, will do these parties and they kind of schmooze them. So last year he went on a heliboarding trip and I was like, dude, if you ever have an opportunity that I can get in on that and you give me 24 hours notice, I'm done. Like I will be there. I'll jump on a plane and I'll be there. Well, he gave me 20 hours notice and he (laughs) called me up and he was like, dude, you gotta be here tomorrow at 8 a.m. And in my mind, I'm like, dude, I can't do that. As I'm looking at flights, I'm like, (laughs) so I called my wife and I'm like, hey, um, honey, can I do this? I know it's a really bad time. And she's like, yeah, it's a bad time. But she's like, you've been whining about this for 30 years. I'm not going to say no. Well, yeah, you're born and raised in Utah. I it, mean. It was a bucket list trip, hella boarding and, you know. Well, I'm happy for you. I'm just not happy for you, Chris. Oh, dude, it was amazing. <laughs> it well, was amazing. Yeah, you've had quite the month, dude. Dude, I had a good month. You had a good month. Buy a lottery ticket, you little bastard. All right. All right, let's start the show. Hey, what's up, nerds? And now, back by popular demand, it's time for the top five list. All right. 
Okay, so this month's uh, top five pick, I'm actually taking the Johnny route, and uh, I didn't do any preparation. Oh, so maybe your picks will be good this time then. Skadoosh! (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) All right, so this month's top five are top five villains. Top five villains. And everyone is going to come after us because everybody's, dude, top five villains? We could we could do top 50 villains. Yeah. No, there are a lot of good villains. I kind of feel like my number one pick is a little too um, on the nose, but whatever. So I'm going to let you go first. Yeah. Are you going to stand by your picks? I fucking always stand by my <laughs> picks. I'm going to get that tattooed on me. I stand by my picks. Okay. If we if we get 50 Best Frenemies uh, episodes, what is, this is number 11, right? This is 11. Yeah. I'm going to get I Stand By My Picks tattooed on me. Nice. Yeah. All nice. right. What's your number five? Uh, coming in at number five for me would be, um, well, Chris, he didn't go to four years of evil school to be called Mr. Evil. That's right. Dr. Evil from the Austin Powers trilogy. I don't like that pick. I'm just going to state it right <laughs> now. I think that's a fucking lame ass pick. That's he's, like freaking Kung Fu Panda level bad pick, he, even he, though I stand by Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> he's an awesome villain, though. Lame villain. He's a fucking lame villain. Fucking lame, Johnny. All right. <laughs> so we really did switch. <laughs> this month we've switched. Hey, that's just the warm up, dude. <laughs> that's just the app. All right. That's so just, just a I'm going gonna, gonna to go on record that I did do a little preparation. I was trying to figure out how to pronounce this guy's last name. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. I have no fucking idea, dude. I wanted to hear somebody say it, so I'm not even going to try his last name. My number five pick is from the movie uh, No Country for Old Men. Um, I did not do my preparation, so I don't know the year of the film came out. I can guess. Anyway, uh, Anton. Uh, Sugar? Your guess is as good as mine. I'm not even, I'm gonna, I would butcher it, but... He actually, so he's my number five pick for worst villain. He probably is the best portrayal of like a psychopath in a film. His weapon of choice was the cattle gun. Yeah. Which was awesome. I still don't understand the Dora, the Explorer haircut he had in the You know what's funny is I I listened to an interview. um, What's that, friendo? (laughs) uh, That the actor... um, Oh, God, dude. I, love, how, I love seeing you unprepared right now, dude. Dude, there's so much went on this month that fucking this podcast just went <laughs> on the back burner, dude. What's How do you pronounce his name? Javier Bourdain. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so that actually sounds... That's better than I would have been able to pronounce. Whatever. Um, it's because you got to get all artsy-fartsy with your picks, dude. He, uh, he did not truly embrace this character until they gave him that haircut and then for at that point then it was became... on yeah so anyway all right johnny what's your number four uh my number four pick i can't believe you didn't pick this um would be 1982's star trek to the wrath of khan khan played by ricardo Montalban. <laughs> It, seriously, can I tell you how much is fucking pissing me off that you're busting out the years <laughs> yeah, right dude. now? Because I did not come up with my years. And somebody went on IMDb today. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I would have been 
more impressed if you would have brought up Khan from the original 1960s television show when he first appeared, then I would have been impressed. Was it the same actor? Was it Ricardo? Yeah. It was? Yeah. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> uh. All right. No, that's a good pick. Yeah. That, that's a good pick. Okay. My number four pick, Lex Luthor. Oh, a bald guy? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I picked him because he's bald. No, this is my... This hey, is Dr. Evil's bald, too. Yeah, <laughs> fuck that pick. So, Lex Luthor I picked because... He essentially, his sole mission in life was going up against a god. Going up against Superman. Yeah. He went toe-to-toe with Superman. Like, what kind of balls on someone who's like, nope, I'm not, you know, I'm not backing down from that guy. I'm going after him. So this is my quick story. So one year, um, this was a long time ago, I went to Comic-Con. And I'm walking around and there's a dude dressed up like Superman. And my wife was like, hey, go over there and get a picture taken with him. Because I love Superman. So I walked over and my wife's snapping a picture. Well, the Superman guy wrapped his arm around my neck, like, you know, choking me, going, I got Lex Luthor. I got Lex Luthor. Not kidding, 100 people. 100 fucking people started taking pictures. And I'm just looking at my wife like, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. Oh. Anyway, okay. What's your number three pick? Uh, my number three pick would be from. 1987's The Princess Bride. Dude, fucking pissing me off for the years, dude. Christopher Guest playing Count Rugen, who uh, killed Andio Montoya's father. And he was just awesome. Prepared to die. <laughs> are you going to... You, uh, you didn't reference the movie. I said The Princess Bride. Did you? 1987, Chris. Oh, fuck, didn't you? Look, I'm great. not even... Look, I got so much going on. I'm not yeah. even listening to you. Uh, but... but Love that movie. No, we watched man. it on Father's Day this year. That I, I get to pick one movie on Father's Day, and that's what I picked. And, it's a uh, good film. I love that film. It stands up really well. Yeah, it's, it's timeless. And the great movie and a great villain. And I was so happy to see him die at the end. <laughs> oh, no, for sure. Uh, all right, my number three pick <clears throat> is uh, who originally appeared in the Thomas Harris novel Red Dragon. Wait, which what was that? I said my number three pick, who originally appeared in Thomas Harris's novel, The Red Dragon. Okay. Anything else you want to question? No, I, just, I did All right. uh, Hannibal Lecter. But he's known, obviously, for Anthony Hopkins portraying him in the movie Science of the Lambs. Do you have the year for that? I ate to liver with some fava beans. <laughs> Don't ever do that. <laughs> uh, I loved Hannibal Lecter because... <clears throat> In Red Dragon, the book Red Dragon, which is the only book I ever read that gave me nightmares, uh, in Science of the Land, he was just a fucked up cannibal, like just a serial killer. Um, and I liked that about him, and you kind of never knew his story, but then Thomas Harris went on and kind of did an origin of a story, which I think ruined it. I decided that taught me a valuable lesson. It seems like don't. sometimes villains can should just be villains. And and don't, don't, don't fuck with it if it's classic. Yeah. So... I love Hannibal Lecter. So, all right, Johnny, what is your number two pick? My number two pick is kind of obscure. You'll know this, Chris, but like, I'm going to say three fourths of our audience was too young. When to you, notice. hold it, when you busted this pick out, dude, that was classic. Because you know what? I remember watching 
that film when I was a kid. Well, and that character terrified me. Yeah, let's get into it. This would be, the character's name was Moody in the 1980s movie, My Bodyguard. Dude, it's such a good film. Uh, played by Matt Dillon. Now, Matt just, Dillon is such a good asshole. Of all the shitty movies they remake, this one is begging to be remade. And uh, it's basically about a kid that gets picked on by a bully at school, so he finds a guy tougher than the bully to protect him and fuck with the bully. And then the bully gets another guy even bigger <laughs> to fuck with him. And uh, just, dude, it was awesome written. It's kind of, it's got the whole vibe of, you know, the outsiders and, and Rumblefish and like, you It was know, such a good film. It's got that kind of the same soundtrack behind it, the score and yeah. stuff. It's, it's, it's classic. You guys should definitely check it out. I don't even know if Netflix has it, but it's. I'm a sucker for a good like story film book whatever about it, a bully getting and it ends his so doom. good i'm not even going to tell you how it ends because i want good. everyone to go search out this movie it's called it's my good. bodyguard it was a good pick and was... moody is a fucking dick yeah he's a dick he sure. is he is a total villain and and, and you, i'm just gonna be honest dude you probably would have been like that if you were like maybe like four big. to five inches taller it, it, uh, let's <laughs> you're being you're being quite kind with four because you know what I don't know if you're aware of this, Chris, in jiu-jitsu. I, a lot of people call me an asshole. No. Yeah. No. Yeah, I know. Crazy, right? Because I'm just a lovable little guy that just wants to have a good time. <laughs> he likes <laughs> to throw up the Ezekiel choke <laughs> on fucking women and children. <laughs> Tap's a tap, dude. We've been through this. Oh, <laughs> uh, fuck. All right. So my number two pick, I actually think, should probably be my number one pick, but fuck it. Whatever. My number two pick... <laughs> Cruella DeVille. What the fuck? Dude, she <laughs> wanted to skin fucking puppies, dude. Fucking puppies from uh, 101 Dalmatians. Cruella DeVille was the best. And I remember watching that <laughs> film as a kid. Dude, she fucking terrified me. She fu- In her fucking big ass fucking car. She was a pretty sharp dresser. Dude, she wanted to skin puppies. That's my number two pick. All right. <laughs> What's your number one pick, Johnny? Okay, my number one pick. Now, I'm going to go with the Joker. Now, not only do I love all the Jokers, I love Jack Nicholson. I even liked Jared Leto's What about the, the comic Joker. book portrayal of the Joker, Johnny? You're just mentioning the films. Yes, all the above. I'm a huge Joker fan. Okay. And... Uh, Particularly Heath Ledger is my, my favorite Joker of them all. And uh, I think he they got the Academy Award for it, too. I believe they gave it to him. I think they did. I, I know he's nominated. I, I can't. I, I believe he got it. But he was fucking amazing. He was it. good. I actually think that even though <clears throat> he his screen time was lacking, dude, I thought Jared Leto fucking killed it. He was awesome. Like, Jared Leto was like the meth head Joker. Yeah, like, I, li- I liked it. Dude. Yeah, he was, I, dude, he was great. I liked it when he, he was, was in the club and he was fucking killing gangsters yeah. and his grill. Like, I loved, like, the it. They, just, they took it and they made it different, which was cool. Yeah, that was cool. Okay, my number one pick, which, dude. Dude, Dar- he's a badass. He's a badass fucking villain, dude. Fucking Darth Vader. I mean, <laughs> I, I think my memory 
as a kid was like, that's what, I mean, one look at him when he came through all the white stormtroopers were coming in and all of a sudden you see this guy. Oh yeah. Head to toe black with the black cape. And you're like, oh, that's the bad guy. Yeah. You see like everyone that, just laid out and him just coming through the smoke. Like that was the first. That was like, I did not have to be told that that was a bad guy. And like no, and the, he is a bad guy. And, and he's always been a bad guy. And less is more, too, because he actually wasn't in. The screen time in Star Wars is like seven, nine minutes of Darth Vader. He's not actually in the movie that much. No, Wait. but he, God, he was, you know, and I just read, so like on the internet, they'll do, hey, 10 things you didn't know about Christian Bale or whatever. There, there was one on 10 things you didn't know about Darth Vader. And I didn't know this. His suit, and this was apparently intentional from Palpatine, his suit was not well made intentionally so it made him always uncomfortable and in pain to keep his anger up and i was like oh dude that's amazing did george lucas have a hand in that i mean i don't know i mean he had to have signed off on it. it was like darth vader canon so dude i i also saw that george lucas made uh carrie fisher not wear underwear under her white yeah, because outfit. there wasn't underwear in space. Yeah, what a fucking creep, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's so creepy, dude. Well, dude. Well, the other one is that the studio wanted Chewbacca to wear clothes because it was like, dude, he's naked. Oh, God. He's naked. Like, they wanted to wear, like, this, like, suspenders, kind of like later hosen kind of thing. Because, like, because he's walking around naked. Dude, and uh, what's his name? The general in Star Wars? Uh, Tarkin. Tarkin? You know... Every scene that you can't see from head to toe, oh, he's wearing yeah. slippers because the boots drove him crazy. Yeah. So he's like, fuck it. I'm wearing my fl- fuzzy little slippers. So yeah, like, that... so anytime he, I see like from the, the waist up a shot, I'm like, he's wearing slippers. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> All right. Well, well Johnny, hey. I commend you for your research on your top five picks and busting out the years. I feel really inadequate I, and slacking, but well, I've had a rough month. I feel like everyone's going to come after both of us this time on top for five. what? What hey, what can they come after me hey, on my t- picks? Catch me outside. How about that? Are you pointing at me? You're the one who did all the research. (laughs) (laughs) All right. This segment is uh, a book. Here, let me get the whole title. It was published in uh, 2011, and it is called Tapped Out, Rear Naked Chokes, The Octagon, and The Last Emperor, an Odyssey in Mixed Martial Arts. And this book was written by Matthew Pauly. And it is essentially this writer who trains, he's 38 years old, and he trains to do, his only goal is one well, MMA he, fight. That's it. He's training for one MMA fight. That, that's how he sold his editors and publishers on it was. And the thing about this is I'm reading this book. I really liked it. I thought I it did was too. good. I, and this book was a recommendation given to you by... Um, by John 
Shia? S H I A A. John, we're really sorry. Yeah. We don't know how to pronounce your he, last name. He's a black belt. He trains in the mornings at AOJ. He's a firefighter and he's a Golden State Warriors fan. A true Golden State Warriors fan, not a bandwagon fan. Uh, you know what? So I'm, I'm happy for him again, but not this happy year. For him. My team, the Utah Jazz, beat the Warriors. So did my uh, Lakers. And uh, this was early in the season when they had all their stars. We beat him again, but not one of their starters was playing. So that's whatever. I texted him and I was like, hey, haha, how'd your team do tonight? Just talking shit. And he replied with like, oh, really? Was there a game? Sorry, I was just scraping someone off the like the freeway. Oh, yeah, because he's a firefighter. Too. And I'm like, oh, what a dick. Like, you didn't we, even let me. We have really bad luck. Remember the time we, we have a friend, Kenji, that like that that trains with us and we were like making fun of him for not being at one of our classes and he was like sorry i was donating oh, bone marrow to, but if, for a child but anyone <laughs> dude anyone else would be like he'd get a pass and johnny and i are like really it's 6 a.m dude <laughs> you're donating at 6 a.m he was like whoa you guys are dicks yeah we're pretty we're pretty ruthless so anyway so our friend black belt john we'll call him uh recommended this book i really liked it um loved it but Basically, he got to go to M- MMA fantasy camp. See, and the thing is, the whole time I'm re- reading this, it was like two years. He trained for two years. And before that, he, he did another book about uh, training with the, with the Shaolin Yeah, the Shaolin monks, monks in, in China. Yeah, he, went, he was at the Shaolin Temple. So he wrote that. That came out in 2007. And so it was about his experience for living with the Shaolin monks for two years. And he's done with that. So then he comes home and he's kind of just like, he explains like he's overweight. He doesn't really do anything. He drinks beer and he's, he's a writer. And so he pitches his editor the idea for this. He wanted just to interview people. Yeah. And he's like, no, you got to train to fight yourself. And, and you have to have a professional fight. That's and a professional fight. And, but the thing is I'm reading this. <coughs> I mean, so for two years he trained, and it wasn't cheap. Like, he traveled around the world. And had privates with all these yeah, people, Yeah, and, like, world-class practitioners in their martial art. Like, jiu-jitsu, he trained with John Donaher. Yeah, I mean, and the whole time I'm like, dude, how much fucking money... Went to Thailand and did Muay Thai. Yeah, did he get to write this freaking book? Yeah, and then he, he uh, went to Vegas and, like, lived in an apartment and trained at a... Uh, what's his name's us? Uh, Randy. Uh, Randy Couture's. Yeah, his facility. Like, dude, I want a gig like that. Yeah, no, it it, and it was a really fun re- read. And like, he'll kind of give you a background on each person that he like when he's starting his journey in this. You know, if it's be a jujitsu, learning that and 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 learning tricks. And he always tries to uh, he always tries to distract whoever's teaching him. To like not have to do as much work by asking them questions, which I thought was hilarious. That, rem- that reminded me of you. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, he made me like GSP even more. Yeah. I mean, dude, is there any cooler fighter than GSP? BJ Penn. <laughs> okay. But you know, hey. But, you know, well, you have to say that, man, because how closely. Love BJ. Yeah. Love Conor McGregor, too. Okay. Well, I'm just saying... But GSP is awesome. And you know what? There's a rad documentary, too, on GSP. Maybe I'll recommend no, it. it. Oh, yeah. All right. 
But you had made me watch it. Yeah, it was awesome. Oh, it was great. It was great. So anyway, tapped out. Um, I love the book because as an older practitioner of a martial art, it's like, fuck, dude. If you just do it, you never know what you can accomplish. Like, I mean, because he was getting made fun of. So when his m- Matthew. You could, you could be a shitty purple belt one day like Johnny and Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, seriously, I feel like the Millie Vanilli of purple belts. I'm just gonna be honest. Dude. No, dude, you're good. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest. Um, you're legit. Anyway, anyway, I'd much rather be tapped out by purple belt Chris than blue belt Chris. All I kept thinking was, <laughs> "Fuck that guy." <laughs> but you know what? You have all these rules. Like, okay, Chris, I just don't want you to tap me while I'm a blue belt. So now you didn't want me to tap now we're you the same belt. as a blue belt. But we were the same belt when we were blue belts. We yeah, were that blue wasn't belt. happening. <laughs> you know what dude I think tapping Johnny is gonna be like anal sex at the end it's just gonna be like, really that was it yeah and you'll probably have to take a shower too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hilarious anyway dude the book let's get back to the book alright the book was awesome and I and I I liked it for for so many reasons cause how long did it take you to read that book Johnny it um Probably about as long as it took you to record this fucking podcast, Chris. <laughs> Touche. Reading reading is not my strong point, but Dude, like, I would get these like texts going, oh, I just can't get like you got butt bent about something. It was the there was a part in Thailand, I think I was getting sick. I think I was getting sick and it was Muay Thai and first of all, I hate Muay Thai because I don't want to get hit here or here <laughs> kicks like Muay Thai. The first time I ever saw Muay Thai, I said, oh my gosh, I do not want to do that ever. I know. My kids do it. I like, I like that there's no striking in jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Like, they, I just, my that, body can't even take that. The shins. Oh, dude. Like, dude, I hit my knee on the coffee table two weeks ago. I still feel it. You think I want to like block someone's kicks and stuff? Oh, dude, it's gnarly. That Muay sounds Thai terrifying. It's gnarly. So like, I think that I couldn't get into the Muay Thai part because it just, it's, it sounds the, horrible. Jiu-jitsu part, I really liked. Love it. Yeah. Longevity. <laughs> but I did like, so when he finally had his fight, I'm not going to ruin anything, but they were lining up, everyone, all the fighters were signing in, and he was getting ridiculed, like, dude, how old are you? They laughed at him like, and said, oh my God, I thought you were one of the coaches. <laughs> and he got so butthurt. I uh, did. I mean, he's 38 years old when he did the fight. No, and and it's like, that is a little old to be stepping into the octagon for the first yeah. time. But And his coaches made him like his own Muay Thai shorts. And he got bummed because they were a size too small. And he's all, it just accentuated my back fat and gave me a, a muffin top. <laughs> dude, that would so be me. <laughs> that would be me. I'd be like, dude, it's showing my muffin tops. <laughs> it's uh, good. And he has, and the other part I can relate to is not only is he taking up all of his time to learn various uh, mixed martial arts. But he, at the same time, has um, got engaged and married through this two years. And he got married, and he's like, hey, honey, I'm going to Vegas for to train. two months. And literally went to the honeymoon and then left dude, for Vegas for My months. wife wants to divorce me because I'm over here doing a fucking podcast. Like, <laughs> are you kidding me? I'm going to go train in Vegas. We just need one sponsor, Chris. <laughs> Fuck you know what sponsor I want? Mary Joe Coffee infused with CBD. You love that. Fuck yeah. Dude. Well, I actually work for uh, Schmock Star Energy Drink. 
And can, if, they, can they sponsor us? Well, if they give us money, I will stop calling it Schmock Star Energy Drink <laughs> and pronounce it the right way, but they got to pay me first. Well, aren't <laughs> they paying you right now? <laughs> Not for the podcast. <laughs> That's a separate check. <laughs> oh, fuck. I just and, drive around in one of their vans all day. <laughs> oh, dude. By schools. And one of, so our nerd group texts, the Coach Jeff, Tooth, Johnny, Chris, you posted a picture and he got lit up for like, dude, is that is that a rock star hey, polo? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I wear a polo in my work. Uh, anyway. Yeah. I want to drive around a cool rock star van. Schmock star Sorry. energy. Hey, dude, I don't care. I'll <laughs> freaking pimp them, dude. I I drink their beverage. Uh, so anyway, tapped out. It was a fan. Even if you don't practice or participate in any martial art, I think it's a fun read. Just someone who I, I'm a sucker for stories of someone who's like way too old to be doing something yeah. and they do it and they, and he, and he's, you could tell he's like, you know, he, back in the day, he's like, he's like, my kids, my kicks still have a little snap to it. Oh, like no. he's all he, stoked. Yeah. You know, there's still some, but dude, I'm a sucker. Hey, it's better I to mean, be a has been than it never was. You know what I'm saying? Oh, shit. I think I was a never was, though. <laughs> All right. Anyway, I give Tapped Out by Matthew Polly. Totally recommend it. Yes. Very good read. Everyone should check it out. Gangsta Boogie. 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 All right. Well, it's that time where we give our recommendations. And... Chris was having a tough time. It's it's been a crazy month for Chris. He was having a tough time remembering what he recommended last time. Dude, my memory is shot. It's drugs, Chris. Fuck. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. I don't even like cocaine. Oh much. my gosh, dude. So like somebody somebody that I, I work with, uh I recommended the podcast, but I recommended last month's podcast. And his his notes back to me were like, Wow, you guys really talk about cocaine a lot and i was like i was like it's not always like that but like just we so did. you know we're sober we, <laughs> we did we did talk about cocaine a lot and i had to explain to him like i'm almost 13 years sober you're how many years 15 yeah so dude i have more time than you dude, you do i know it's still sweet still never tap me and uh I had to explain to him that like once you get sober you can joke about it, it's okay talking about drugs is hilarious yeah yeah if you OD and crap your pants, hilarious, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, dude. At this point in my life, just crapping my pants is hilarious. Just, just having a crap. <laughs> All right. Okay, so my recommendation for March Radness, because we were talking about it and I really didn't have a recommendation this month, was um the the documentary about GSP, which you and I both have seen. George St. Pierre. George St. Pierre. It is called take down the dna of gsp and you can find it on your friendly torrent site or uh your local stores if you want to be good and and you probably find it on amazon but you seriously gave, awesome you gave that documentary to me and it was really good yeah I you become a, a huge fan of them and like yeah. it's really it's professionally done it's really cool yeah i like I, I really do recommend it all right my recommendation and this is um I thought about this. Uh, Joe Hill, the writer, uh, just released. Uh, well, actually, I guess it wasn't just within the last two months. Um, 
a collection of four short novels called Strange Weather. And so I'm into the second story. The first one was amazing. And it made me think about his um, novel that came out in 2010 called Horns. And fantastic. He's a fantastic writer. And I'm just mentioning this. I don't, you know what? I'm not even going to mention it. He's a fantastic writer. Um, his, if you do research on him, he has a famous um, novelist father. Christopher Long. <laughs> <laughs> no, I said famous. Oh, <laughs> well, hey, let's get that pilot going. And <laughs> uh, But he is a fan. And I think a lot of times people talk about his father and go, oh, you know, and which to me is kind of dismissing him his his ability on his own right um but horns they actually made it into a low budget film that daniel radcliffe right was in now you got me on board he you know <laughs> i feel about comic books and made into movies dude <laughs> you know and the film i thought was pretty good the novel was fantastic and okay. it was just a high concept this guy wakes up you know after a drunken night and he sprouted horns on his head and it can make people are like brutally honest with him. And I mean, so it's essentially like you can almost read their minds and influence them. And thoroughly engaged throughout the whole novel. It was a fantastic read. He's a really, really good writer. I, I mean, I would recommend his new novel, Strange Weather, but or a collection of stories, but I haven't read all of them yet. But <laughs> the first one and a half's great, so that's why I'm recommending Horns. Rad. So, and tell your brother, I'm not going to read a fucking <laughs> portion of the book. Fuck you. Yeah, yeah. my brother's always insisting, tell Chris to read. Don't read. Can... I'm not a, I'm a reader. You're a writer, not a reader. And, well, I read, I don't like, dude, you know what? You know what I think it is? I'm going to tell. I'm going to be totally candid right now. So up until the fifth grade, I did not read at reading level. And so, you know, when you're in elementary school and the teacher's like, okay, Chris, read. Oh, and it was like terrifying because I yeah. always like, sound it out, Chris, sound it out. And to this day, dude, I freaking are like going to book studies. Yeah. And you read out. It's like, dude, it just, I've never felt comfortable ever I, reading out loud. I remember in seventh grade, we were reading Moby Dick. And uh, they wow, were doing seventh the, grade. They were doing the whole pop, point and pop read thing, and like there was a kid English as a second language, and so they just put him as like pirate, like uh, sailor number two. So he only had to read, and so his only line that he had to read was "Aye aye, Captain." Oh, damn! But he kept reading it as "Aye aye, Captain." So every time it came to like sailor number two, it was "Aye aye, Captain." Dude, I man, reading out loud, and I don't understand. Like novelists will go to like oh I know books are, and read their own work and it's like dude fuck I would I, dude I don't even want to read my own work like I don't know I just think that's fucking weird so you can tell your hey I'm just being candid with your brother he's right listening now. right now I'm sure I'm, so. you know I think it stems back I I need to I need to work through this I probably need to go to therapy and feel comfortable reading out loud but it's just I don't like it. Okay, well, you know, we you do realize that this is, we record this. I can do as many takes as you want <laughs> reading it, so we'll make it perfect. <laughs> <laughs> we can fix it in post. All right, well, um, 
I got to get home hey, and keep moving. Well, Chris. We got to wrap this shit up. Okay. Well, I want to tell you guys about a band that, I, that I've been digging lately. They're called uh, Greta Von Fleet. And From the Fires is their album you can get on iTunes. They're, they're two brothers, three brothers and a friend. They're 18 and 21. They sound exactly like Led Zeppelin. I mean, uncanny. You know, what's, you know what's wrong about sounding like Led Zeppelin? What? Not a goddamn thing. And you know what? I wish... It gives hope that the kids are coming up and playing real rock and roll again. And I wish some kids would start playing bands that sound like Guns N' Roses and Pantera. I would be stoked on that, too. So I'm going to just take everyone out with... Uh, so it doesn't give you hope, like, March for Our Lives. It's just that kids are fucking rocking out right now. Fuck yeah. <laughs> That's something that I... <laughs> I mean, that's it's great. It's all though. about rocking. <laughs> yeah. Chris, why don't you just shut up and enjoy the song I'm about to play? All right, lay it on me. Okay. It's called, uh, I'll just pick Edge of Darkness. They're all good. They all sound, if you like this one song, buy the album. You'll dig it. See you. Right. Cool. See, see you guys later. Cool.